Welcome to Spirit in Action. My name is Mark Helpsmeet. Each week, I'll be bringing you stories of people living lives of fruitful service, of peace, community, compassion, creative action, and progressive efforts. I'll be tracing the spiritual roots that support and nourish them in their service, hoping to inspire and encourage you to sink deep roots and produce sacred fruit in your own life. Let us sing song for the dream. Most weeks for Spirit and Actions, I have profound thinkers and or dedicated activists who have been applying their intellects and determination to some specific peace or justice work. But sometimes, like today, I have someone on whose work is harder to encapsulate or quantify. Someone like Billy Jonas, a musician with a mission, a sound man with a profound grand vision to be conveyed. When I first heard Billy some 20 plus years ago, I was impressed and inspired for the way his songs sparked imagination and playfully led to deep encounters with stuff and ideas and actions that needed changing, but without any sense of preaching or prodding. Billy Jonas is fun, deep, visionary, and he joins us today by phone from Asheville, North Carolina. Billy, it's great to have you back again, this time for Spirit in Action. Always a privilege. Thank you. Now, the thing that got me thinking about inviting you here today for Spirit in Action, having already had you as my Song of the Soul guest, is the discussion we had about the Abraham Jam. Why don't you recap for listeners who may not have heard the Song of the Soul interview what Abraham Jam is? It's an initiative that was started by my friend David Lamott. David is a wonderful singer-songwriter who is a social justice aficionado. He's a raconteur of high regard. So his story is he went to Guatemala on his honeymoon to study Spanish, and he and his wife were touring a school there and went to this cinder block building that was empty and had a mud floor. And he said, what's this floor? And they said, oh, this is our kitchen, but we can't really do anything with it. We can't make food for the kids because we don't have enough money to complete the kitchen. David said, wow, what would it cost? Maybe I could do some fundraising. And they said, it's a lot. And he said, well, how much? They said, $200. (laughs) And he said to himself, I could give you that money right now, or I could go back and make this an initiative, and we could do a lot more good than just finishing this kitchen. And so that's what he did. He went back and started telling people about the school and his concerts and, of course, raised many, many times that much and now has, I think there's at least five schools and several libraries that have been started through his not-for-profit, which is called PEG. Partners in Education for Guatemala. So anyway, that's a little of David's backstory. He is really into social justice, and that's something worthy of people looking up. But he's been a friend of mine for over 25 years, and we've done many shows together. And he had this idea that it would be neat to celebrate the three Abrahamic faiths on one stage with a singer-songwriter from each one, Jewish, Christian, and Muslim. And he's got a friend from Canada named Dawood Warnsby. Dawood is the Arabic pronunciation of David. Dawood Warnsby is a Muslim. David is a Quaker Christian. 
and I'm Jewish. And so the three of us together are appearing on stage and have appeared on stage to support and celebrate each other's faith. So just to be clear, it's not that we get up and we do an example of one faith and another than another. It's like we're all singing together. We're making music together. It's a way of really putting our, our money where our mouth is, so to speak, broadcasting the idea of embracing and respect and empathy and communication of the highest regard with the highest regard. The idea being healing the world. You know, there's a lot in the news every single day of people just being confused about stuff or people being drawn into negative stuff or into negative land, as some people call it. And I think the idea of seeing people on stage celebrating each other, even though we have very, very different ways of expressing our faith is very healing. Yeah, and by you doing the music that you do, and, and you know, Billy, I love your music. I've loved it since the 1990s when I first came in contact with you as part of the Billies. Your music has a way of making people joyful and loving and creative and I think vulnerable to be open. I don't know, is that a, a specific intent that you include when you get up on stage? Yeah, you know, if I had to list the priorities, it would be joy, embrace, and openness. Joy, embrace, and openness. I really like approaching things from a joyful place and inspiring people to feel joy as they're hearing the music or singing along. And embrace is about everything that you feel being valid and worth looking at. And we'll look at a song in a few minutes about that, the song that's called I Mean. And openness is about hearing something that doesn't sound familiar and somehow being drawn in and finding a way to a new level of understanding of yourself or of someone else or of the world at large. So I, I like the way you put it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, why don't we get started with this music? Now, this is a Spirit in Action interview, which a lot of folks are going to be used to very hard concrete ways of working on different issues. And I know you do engage on very specific things, but your job is to get up in front and help invite people into this movement. And that is major work, in my opinion, even if it doesn't mean that you're stacking up bricks to build a new building. So how do you start that out with your music? Well, it's funny you say stacking up bricks to build a new building. I started off by inviting people to sing along. We should start with a song called To Be One, and then we'll move to Stacking Up Bricks later. But To Be One has people singing along on the chorus, but also doing sign language hand motions, which are very simple, and I teach them. We could probably post a video if you'd like. It's a song that I dreamed. And when a song comes in a dream, it usually has some really direct connection going on in it. And why don't we play it, then I'll chat about it. So we're speaking, folks, with Billy Jonas for Spirit in Action today. We're going to start out with a recording from his Happy Accidents CD back in 2009. It's called To Be One. If you want to be one with the water, dance with the river, sing with the sea. And if you want to be one with the air, rage with the thunder and whisper to me. When you're ready to become Stand strong and surrender Ready to be one If you want to be one with the earth Melt with the mountains 
winds shift with the sand And if you want to be one with the fire Burn all your bridges and reach for my hand When you're ready, ready, ready to become Stand strong and surrender Ready to be one If you want to be one with the infinite Spin with the planets Shine with the stars And if you want to be One with the spirit Surrender You already are Ready To become Stand strong And surrender Ready That's To Be One from Billy Jonas, sharing some beautiful motivation, inspiration, and invitation with us today for Spirit in Action. It's from Happy Accidents. You can get that CD from back in 2009. CD Baby is where you can find a lot of Billy's music. If you go to billyjonas.com, you're going to find a number of the places where you can see him in person. So, To Be One inspirational, invitational, I would say. And, you know, spinning with the infinite is uh, quite a picture. Is part of you also a whirling dervish, too? I mean, you said you were going to put up a video with the hand motions for, I think, ASL. It is, indeed. It's a poetic interpolation that uh, a sign language interpreter helped me develop. So some of it wouldn't be direct, but any person that speaks sign language would look at it and go, ah, I get that, yeah. Yeah. I had this dream, and in the dream it was James Taylor singing the song. And it was only after I woke up at 3.30 in the morning and had my head in my hands trying to remember it because it was so beautiful and was feeling sad because why does James Taylor get all the good songs? I want to get a good song like that. But while I was sitting there, I was imagining that it was my turn to get a beautiful song. And then I realized I'd never heard that James Taylor song before. And you can't dream a song you've never heard unless... It's your song. So I realized it was James Taylor hijacking a Billy Jonas song in my dream. (laughs) And so I called up my answering machine and I left it on my answering machine. And in the morning when I woke, there it was. And there was that part in the middle about in the chorus, stand strong and surrender, which doesn't really make sense. It's a little bit of an oxymoron, stand strong and surrender. And it was a while before I could really understand that after talking to some friends and going, oh, it means you have to really know who you are and what it is you're holding on to before you let it go. Because there's plenty of stuff we want to let go of and we're not even aware of it. Or there's plenty of things we want to accomplish and we're not aware of what's holding us back. So it's a question of acknowledgement and embrace, which I had mentioned before. And I believe that doing really powerful work out in the world, the nuts and bolts world, the building the bricks of a vibrant and light-filled society is dependent on doing that at home first. Charity begins at home. I really believe that. And and the deepest sense of home is in your own body, in your own mind, in your own heart. 
And so to be able to climb in there and look around and sit with yourself, as uh, Livingston Taylor once said to me after a concert, he said, you just have to be able to sit with your broken heart and be comfortable with that. At the time, I didn't know what that meant, and it's taken many years to begin to unpack that. He's a very wise man. And it's actually funny to mention him in the same time as I'm talking about dreaming of his brother singing this song. So the Taylor family, big part of my cosmology. Anyway. (laughs) And I wanted to mention, though, Billy, you said the stand strong and surrender is oxymoron. I don't think it is. I think it's a paradox. There's a Farron song that has a line in it about, I take my cue from the willow tree. It don't break with every storm, but bends with the strength that keeps it free. I think it's that kind of idea that I hear in your chorus there, in the line, Stand Strong and Surrender. I think the greatest strength is frequently not needing to fight someone. And when you make a friend of an enemy... That is the most miraculous thing. That All this idea that you defeat your enemies is so foolish because you, you can only do that by exterminating part of yourself, as I see it. Of course, you know, I'm, I come from this kind of uh, extremist Quaker position. I do consider myself a pacifist, but pacifist has nothing to do with being inactive. It has everything to do with engaging and becoming part of the one. So I really appreciate the song, and to be one. What has been your reaction from the audience? Have people come back to you and said, oh, yeah, I was able to make one in myself, and now I can go out and work? Do, do you actually get concrete feedback, or is it just the light shining in the eyes that you see from the stage? Well, it's the light shining in the eyes, but then it's many people in positions of clergy kind of power where they're going to be leading a flock of folks or doing a sermon asking if they can use that song. So I know that it touches people in that way, that it's a springboard for talking about deeper resonances of it, or they just know that it works magic by people hearing it, and it stays with people. So that's the main way that I know that it's a powerful medicine song. Well, you've got a lot of them, and I don't think of you as being quite so explicitly political as a number of my guests are. That is to say, you, I think, aim to change hearts, and some people want to change organizations. I don't know if that's a fair distinction. How does that resonate for you? I think that's probably true. It might depend on the day that you talk to me or the year that you talk to me, but for the most part... I have gotten comfortable with your estimation that it's about changing people's hearts. And I don't think that that's a pronouncement for everybody. That's a pronouncement for me. That's what works for me. I found when I sang explicitly political songs, I was often losing part of my audience. I was dividing my audience. And that's not what I'm interested in. I'm interested in bringing people together. And I think there is a value in having a choir that one can preach to and rallying the troops toward the cause. There's a huge value in that, and I sometimes end up in that position and pick my songs wisely. But for the most part, I'd rather just bring everybody together, especially people that wouldn't usually be together. That's the real important work. That's the hardest work, and that's the work that I would like to do. And I often find myself walking what we call a narrow bridge in Judaism. There's a song that says the whole world is a narrow bridge, and all we have to do is to not be afraid or, or not freak ourselves out. And really, to suss that out, we're all afraid, but it's not to be stymied by our fear, not to be tripped up by it, and not to be stopped by it. And so this narrow bridge is 
how do we navigate through audiences and communities and populations that have wildly disparate views that voted 180 degrees opposite from us and find commonality that's more than just platitudes, that's more than just, okay, nice to meet you, see you later, that's actually heart-opening and eye-opening and mind-opening so that people might say, I need to think a little more about where that person's coming from and have a little more respect and empathy. And that may not be the thing that is going to heal the entire world. That might be something that happens for people that are not in danger of destroying our world, but I think it radiates out. I think that it trickles in all directions when you have that sentiment going, when people are saying, I'm going to take a moment to really consider where this other person is coming from. We all know that it doesn't matter if you're a left wing or right wing or center or whatever, we get entrenched and we begin to, and I'm guilty of it too, of saying, I can't believe how those other people think and I could never work with them or be with them. And so just taking that pause to say that's the salvation of the world is beginning to think of how we're going to work together and and then taking a step towards it. That's where it's at. And so how does that radiate and stop people that are doing senseless violence? I don't know. I just only know that there's a delicate balance out there. It's a narrow bridge and it's being maintained by folks doing what I'm talking about and the folks that are taking that to heart and just moving forward as best they can. And if we took it away, all heck would break loose. And I think when you get up and do this on stage, depending on what your audience is like, this is potential sedition. You're rallying people against a charge that much of our society wants to direct people into. So when you go to a library, I, I know you do a lot of gigs in libraries, as well as with Unitarian Universalists, as well as at folk fairs, as well as at all, all kinds of other gatherings. If you're in a public library, is it seditious to do what you're doing? I am walking a very narrow bridge, an even narrower bridge at a public library because, you know, there's lots of folks wondering, and who is this guy? They don't know who I am. And so act of sedition, I'm not sure if I'd, I'd be that extreme in it. That's where I'm definitely working in um, sort of the homeopathic song where you're taking a little dose of it and it begins to resonate for you after you've left the concert. And it's just about a little tweak of, huh, there's a whole other way to look at the world or to maybe just look at this particular situation that the song depicts. What do you mean by a homeopathic song? Can you give me an example? 2B1 is a great homeopathic tune. And then More Love is a, a recent song. I've got a recording that's kind of rough that you can use from a video we made. But that one, I'm talking around three different issues that were in the life of my friend Carly, who the song was written for. I wrote about them in a kind of a vague way but also concrete enough that you get a little visual with each verse. Why don't we play it, and then we can chat about it. It's called More Love, and the idea is the chorus works its way into your psyche in a homeopathic way, a subtle way that you might carry around with you, and it might pop in at just the right moment when you're feeling angry by someone who cut you off in traffic or someone in your family who's doing that thing again, that thing that you just can't believe that they do. And the song asks you to ask yourself a question. Here comes. I've been wandering and I don't understand. Stumbling around, blind and thirsty towards some promised land. But I remember once a whispering in my ear. Everything you do from your heart will surely echo here. So I dance and sing that too. My water on the ground 
setting sun There is only one measure When you can honestly say I put on us homeopathically. It's called More Love, also known as Carly's Song. That was uh, put up on the internet uh, as I, I could see Billy Jonas, Billy Jonas Band, at least three of you there, performing it in the video that people can follow our link to out on YouTube. This is a post-election meditation. How did this come about? Well, the song was written before the election, but when the election happened, when Donald Trump was elected president of the United States, many people were very confused. Some people, of course, were celebrating. But no matter what you were doing, there was a divisiveness that had been concretized by this 
election. And there was a need for some healing. And my wife actually suggested it as a post-election meditation. The song was actually commissioned by the grandmother of Carly, who the song is made for, More Love, Carly's song. Her grandma commissioned it for Carly's bat mitzvah. And Carly is a very precocious young lady who was pursuing a lot of social justice initiatives as part of her bat mitzvah. These were what are called mitzvah projects, projects that are designed to help the world be a better place. And as I considered all these projects, I thought, you know, Carly, through all this stuff, is putting more love in the world. She was uh, raising money for guide dog training to help some soldiers who had lost their eyesight. And he, she was helping a women's shelter. I think she was helping a literacy project. It was just about making the world a better place and putting more love out there. And I thought, what a great little mantra. Did you put more love in the world today? If one can answer that question, yes, then there's no question you're doing good things. And I thought, that's that's a great raison d'etre. That's a great thing to wake up in the morning and aspire to and to go to bed at night feeling good about having done. So you're saying Carly was doing all of this kind of work already. And if she's going through her bat mitzvah, she's maybe 13, 14, 12, in that range. Yeah, 12 years old. And she's doing all this at that age already. It's amazing and astounding. And when I was 12, I was not doing that stuff. So, you know, to see a kid doing that, very inspiring. It's really wonderful that Carly's doing that work already, and that promises great things for the future, and that you sing this. So when you sang this song, again, following the election, you needed to be meditating on the good as opposed to being absorbed in the negative and the oppositional. You already referenced, Billy, that people can, I guess, paper over differences with platitudes. How's the weather? How are you? Fine. Goodbye. Unless you get close to touching some of the real things, though, that paper illusion does not necessarily serve the world well. Do you get people actually reacting to your music and giving you pushback heat? Because that irregularity, that homeopathic discomfort that they were experiencing was too much for their comfort? I have had that before, and it's given me pause. I've had people come and ask about certain lines and songs that really rub them the wrong way, and I've had to find a way to hold space for them, to give room for them to express themselves, because my singing my song is only half of the equation. People receiving it and processing it and then giving back either through applause or through comments is the completion of the artistic act or the artistic intention, as far as I'm concerned. So that does occur, and that's why I wrote the song This We Know. I wanted to have a song that embraced multiple perspectives on things, but also balanced the light and the dark so that we could say, we know we're good in this way, we know we're bad in this way. How do we reconcile that? I should say that the phrase this we know is borrowed from a uh, interesting source. It's borrowed from a Chief Seattle speech, a famous speech by Chief Seattle that he did not write. There's lots of documentation on the internet about it. The famous, how can you buy or sell the sky, the warmth of the land? This earth is sacred to us. You know, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing that was written not by Chief Seattle in 1855, but by a Hollywood screenwriter in 1971 to go as background reading on a documentary about Chief Seattle. And it was very loosely based on a second or third hand recollection of his speech, which had been written down in a newspaper years after the speech was given. 
but it's definitely poeticized and anglicized and idealized and and there in the midst of it is this we know we do not weave the web of life we are part of it this we know we are brothers and sisters it's they say it all the way through the speech and regardless of its source it came through it, you know the the divinity of that speech comes through and you, you read it, it it moves me to tears even though i know it's backstory now and so i borrowed that one phrase this we know and i wrote this song ladies and gentlemen our aid is out of the progress it has made Hypocrisy, greed, and suffering. For centuries we've asked, when will it end? When will it end? For centuries we've condemned the perpetrators of hypocrisy, greed, and suffering. For centuries we've given birth to the perpetrators of all we condemn. among us one in ten that fill their homes with abuse there are those among us one in four look around you that suffer that abuse there are those among us with kind hearts kind hands and eyes there are those who know wherever two or more gather there the spirit resides good and common people like you and I that filled the ranks of Nazi Germany. It was good and common people like you and I that suffered under the ranks of Nazi Germany. It was good and common people that raised their floorboards to shelter the masses. The human capacity for cruelty and kindness is limitless and boundless. This we know.
of the people gave blankets infected with smallpox to the Indians. This we know. The government of the people funded the Tuskegee experiment to watch black men die. This we know. The government of the people funded the overthrow of the democratically elected Nicaraguan government. This we know. The people of the government are the people that's you and you and I and I. But there are those among us with the power to heal all we do and that we have done. There are those who consider the impact of their actions on the seventh generation to come. There are those among us with kind hearts, kind hands and eyes. And there are those who know wherever two or more gather, there the spirit resides. This we know. Billy Jonas is bringing us together for Healing of the World Today for Spirit in Action. That song, This We Know, is from his 2008 release, Get Real. About so many different perspectives wrapped into one. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. But first, I want to remind folks that you are listening to Spirit in Action, a Northern Spirit Radio production on the web, Northern Spirit radio.org with almost 12 years of our programs for free listening and download. We've got links to our guests, so you want to track down billyjonas.com and you don't know how to spell it, just come via nordenspiritradio.org. There's also a place there to post comments. And like Billy, I like our performances here to be two-way. We want to hear from you. We need your voice to make our communication complete. So please post a comment when you visit NordenSpiritRadio.org. There's also a place to donate. This is full-time work. It's 100% supported by listeners, not by corporations, not by government. It's because you, the listener, want to make it continue. Please click donate when you come. Even more so, remember... Your local community radio station is invaluable. The local voice of the people, the people having the ability to say and communicate and connect through their own voices is so important. So your community radio station is absolutely invaluable. Support them first. Again, the song we just heard was This We Know, and Billy Jonas is talking about the ways in which he's engaging in world healing. You bring so many different perspectives together in that song. I don't think I've ever before heard a song, Billy, where George H.W. Bush, Martin Luther King, Adolf Hitler, Albert Einstein. I mean, you have so many. John Kennedy is in there repeatedly, Ronald Reagan. They don't usually get quoted in the same song. Did you have to find some extra unity in you to make those pieces fit together? Yeah, um, but it wasn't when the song was written, it was before that, and so the song grew out of finding that extra unity. It comes from really struggling with why the world is the way that it is. There's so much stuff that just seems like insanity and avoidable insanity, yet here we are. It's not a rehearsal. We're not getting ready for it. It's happening, and so it's been a long process of trying to reconcile those things, and I continue to do it, but that song grew out of having come to some level of reconciliation, like, okay, 
One perspective is trying to see the world through the lens of love, and the other perspective is seeing it through the lens of fear and hate. And what do we do? How do we move forward? We acknowledge. We say they both are happening. Let's not hide our heads in the sand and pretend. Let's embrace it all and see what happens when we hold it all up into the light and walk forward carrying it all. And that's absolutely wonderful perspective to have. Do you see your audiences doing it? I mean, how do you know when you've been effective when you choose a song? How do you know when the song is doing that kind of transforming work in the world? There's often a feeling about it when I know I've connected with people. That's sort of an intangible. It's just the ultimate aim of any artist, I believe, is to help people lose the illusion of their separateness from each other. You can feel it at the end of a show when you've become an organism with your audience or when they've become an organism and people will comment on it sometimes afterwards. And then sometimes I'll get a letter from somebody that will express something about that. For instance, the More Love song that we played two songs ago, someone wrote me a letter the other day that said they had played it for an elderly friend with dementia who had become nonverbal. And while the song was playing, they leaned forward and listened intently. And at the end, were singing along to the chorus. This person who didn't speak much at all anymore had mustered that. And at the end of the song, she sat back in her chair and sighed and went, ah, beautiful beautiful. And that's miraculous. So occasionally I get letters like that where people will fill me in on on what the songs are doing out in the world. Everything that we're putting out there that comes from our heart is affecting the discourse and, and moving things forward. You know, you mentioned David Lamott and his work with folks down in Guatemala. You can say, here's five schools or five dining halls that exist. You know, he can quantify some of it. Have you been tempted to go for the specific at all, or do you always stay with just the general? Or What's been your experience when you venture in that direction? It's funny you should ask. I just started an initiative, and it's called The PLAN, P-L-A-N, The PLAN. And The PLAN is an acronym. It stands for the Peace, Love, Action Network. And if you're a member of The PLAN, it means you care. And that is another acronym. CARE stands for Communicate, Appreciate, Respect, and Empathize. And so I have these cards that say, Mark helps me as part of the plan because he cares, and and the acronym is spelled out on it. And then at the website, what we're building right now is different ways that you can concretize that, make it clear that you're part of a plan for putting more love in the world. So more love would be sort of like an anthem. I don't know if it will be the anthem, but the main idea is that all your endeavors and initiatives as part of the plan are to put more love in the world and to and to show that you care, that you communicate and appreciate and respect and empathize, which I think are are four really important pillars of moving the world forward in challenging situations. So, yes, to answer your question, I'm tempted to build schools or something like that, and I'm not sure how all that's going to manifest. I know that being part of Abraham Jam is part of that, and I know that having these cards that I can give to everybody at every concert I go to is going to be part of that and coming up with concrete initiatives. But I do not have a school-building type thing yet. And it is very tempting. It's very inspiring. I do think there's a tremendous power in moving the conversation forward, in putting inspiration, unquantifiable inspiration out in the world, whether you're preaching to the choir or just changing someone else's mind who's not in your choir or opening their mind to other perspectives would be a better way to put it. There's huge value in that. And that's been very satisfying. Well, satisfy us some more. Uh, Show us what you're building with your music. 
Well, funny you should say it. I'm building awareness of the cycles of history and the cycles of personal growth and growth, which involves both growth and decay. So let's play the song Build It Back Again. And that comes from standing back and looking at how nutty the world can be, whether it's a man-made disaster or whether it's a cataclysmic natural event that seems to provide a setback. These are things that trip us up, that seem like they are awful problems that have no use. And yet, they always move us forward. Let's play the song and we'll talk about it. Build it back again. Shed a tear for ancient Greece For the glory crumbled piece by piece For the gleaming marble Parthenon For the shining wonders almost gone But remember how the Romans came And built their monuments on what remained Till invaders took it all in fire the Byzantine Empire Out of the rubble into the blue Arise, arise anew On a firm foundation and master plan Build it up, knock it down Build it back breaks will swim to heaven as they did in 1927 when the water cleared they built once more till 65 when Betsy roared 40 years went by they built and prayed till Katrina washed it all away but the spirit strong in New Orleans and today again the city gleams Out of the rubble into the blue Arise, arise anew On a firm foundation and a master plan Build it up, knock it down Build it back again Burn the files And the young must build Their houses fresh On the smoking ashes That have left Broken promises And sunken schemes Shape the currents Of the current stream But the deeper You embrace below Ensures The stronger you will grow Out of the rubble
Billy Jonas is sharing with us today for Spirit in Action. He's building up a movement, a Peace Love Action Network is part of his work. And that song, Build It Back Again, is about dealing with the setbacks and the movements forward. I think there's a lot of people who just get so discouraged, they throw up their hands and say, oh, it'll never stay on, you know, Eeyore losing his tail. And that's not Billy Jonas's way. So build it back again is a way of talking about those discouragements and the encouragement that makes rebirth possible. So building up for a new future, overcoming the depression that comes, that some people internalize. Are you given to depression or downward cycles yourself? I happen to be one of those people who I generally feel bad uh, two or three times a year for a few hours. That's just my steady state. I don't know why, but... How does that work for you? Are you just one of those people who's constantly up above lending people a hand up? Or is it more like you've dived down into the depths and bounced back up to the surface? What kind of person are you? I think the latter. I'm not wired like you. I uh, have many cycles that I've learned to appreciate. There's a play by Ibsen where he, uh, one of the lines that is, your sadness is your gift. And the play explores what it means to be able to go into a deep internal place of sadness to truly feel with that depth and that passion than to empathize with others, but also to come back with renewed resources. And when I'm in a dark place, I'm not always so philosophical about it. I'm just in that place. But as I move out of those places, which I always do, There's always some new perspective and something that came out of it, and it's hard to remember that. Sometimes those dark times come just in order to remind me to go be by myself. Quite often I find they come just before I'm going to go on a tour or just after I've been on a tour. It's almost like I have to recharge a certain part of myself that's going to go share and be an extrovert in a big way. It's uh, cycles of introversion and extroversion, and it, it ties into... Other, you know, I have many challenges, <laughs> many problems. Let me tell you about my problems. <laughs> One of my challenges is dyslexia, and I uh, stick stuff up. I mix stuff up a lot, <laughs> and so I thought that I would write a song that was based on spoonerisms, which is a dyslexic habit of changing syllables of a two-word phrase, like "take a shower" becomes "shake a tower." And my brain does that automatically, almost without trying. Quite often, it doesn't make sense. You know, dut the shore doesn't mean anything instead of shut the door. But uh, chew the doors instead of do the chores, well, that means something in both directions. Chew the doors. What does that mean? Does that mean to, like, find the things that are blocking your exit and to work your way through them? Oh, cool. Do the chores. That's another way of taking care of business and moving forward in life when things seem insurmountable. What you got to do sometimes is go do the dishes. So do the chores and chew the doors. Have this interesting psychological, psycho-spiritual resonance. And I started collecting these spoonerisms that do that. And here's a whole song that took 20 years to write because I have my first notes for it in 1993, collecting spoonerisms and then creating a narrative that weaves through them that happened at about the 10-year mark. So, you know, I want to listen to I Mean, and folks, it's also from the CD, Build It Back Again. We're going to listen to that, but first I want to thank you for doing your people-transforming way of transforming the world, Billy. And folks, this is Billy Jonas, 
Asheville, North Carolina is where you'll find him. If you go to billyjonas.com, you'll find a number of places all over the world where he's active, and it includes quite a few different things. Abraham Jam is one of them. Look for the Peace Love Action Network and many more ways that Billy Jonas and the Billy Jonas Band and other permutations in which you perform your music change the world. So, Billy, thank you so much for doing that work. That's number one. And number two, just thank you so much for sharing it today through Spirit in Action. Well, thank you for doing the work you do. You provide a platform for good things to happen in the world, and I appreciate it. BillyJonas.com remembers the website. It's on NordenSpiritRadio.org. Here is I Mean. Get ready to grin and enjoy and make the world a better place. And thank you for joining us for Spirit in Action. Here is I Mean. You need a brand new way to inspire your day. Wake up talking. You mean take up walking. Yeah, that's what I meant. Thank you. Because inspiration abounds when you move things around. So sickle your tenses. You mean tickle your senses. That's right. Then you can focus your flow when you get up and go on wings of thunder. You mean things of wonder. Ah, That's right. Appreciate your help. Now if you're down in the dump because you woke up grumpy, tap naked. You mean nap. Take it. If you're stuck in your box, you can't break the locks. Just chew the doors. You mean do the chores. Then you can quit your fighting. Court the muse and start writing. And she write, bite your mac. I mean, she might bite your rack. I mean, she might might write write you back. back. Yeah, shake a tower. Take a shower. Until the rhyme is tied. Until the time is right. You need a sour purge. You need a power surge. To get the right just light. To get the light just right. And if you open your heart. You mean hope in your art. When the load is wrong. When the road is long. You can yearn less. You can learn, yes. To cite the wrong. To write the songs. And write the songs, too. And cite the wrongs. Okay, mate. Let's groove on. I mean, you mean, okay, great. Yeah, let's, let's move on. on. Right. If you're stuck outside, you might as well abide. Embrace the roaring pain. Embrace the pouring rain. And when you hit the bottom, solutions ain't got them. Lay in your stain. You mean stay in your lane. If you're tired of reeling, admit to what you're feeling and get low. You mean let go. Yeah, and I mean let go. You mean get low. And get low. Let go. And let go. Get low. And get low. Food. You got the funky mood. You might read tonight. You might need to write. I'm yelling too. I'm telling you that the time is right. That the rhyme is tight. Because you might roar. You mean you write more. Or when you watch the birds. You mean botch the words. So put some soap in your hole. Put some hope in your soul. And botch the words. You mean watch the birds. And botch the words. Interesting. My terrors aren't so arable. You mean your errors aren't so terrible. Yeah, in fact, I find it flies when you whip them. You find it wise when you flip them. Yeah, let's bump jack in. You mean jump back in. Right. 
you wanna shake up everything and have a reason to sing, then bake a maybe. You mean make a baby? And bake a maybe. Cause all the pain and the trouble are gone to work on the double to help you bring sight. To help you sing bright. And to help you bring sight. You'll learn to fly right through whatever's scaring you on wings of thunder. You mean things of wonder. And things of wonder. Wings of thunder. So take a shower. Shake a towel. And take a shower till the time is right. Until the rhyme is tight. And the time is right. You get a power surge. And a sour purge. And a power surge. And get the light just right. And get the right just light. And the light just right. If you hope in your art. And if you open your heart. And hope in your art when the road is long. And the load is wrong. And when the road is long, you can learn, yes. And you can yearn less. And you can yearn less. And learn, yes. To watch the words And watch the birds And watch the birds And watch the words And you can write the song Inside the wrong And you can cite the wrong And write the song Guess what? You just busted through Blighter's Rock Writer's Block You feared the claw You cleared the fog You fret, you see You set you free Go on Oh God Bite me Might be Dear one We're done! The theme music for this program is Turning of the World, performed by Sarah Thompson. This Spirit in Action program is an effort of Northern Spirit Radio. You can listen to our programs and find links and information about us and our guests on our website, northernspiritradio.org. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Mark Helpsmeet, and I welcome your comments and stories of those leading lives of spiritual fruit. May you find deep roots to support you and grow steadily toward the light. This is Spirit in Action. With every voice.